0: Welcome to Utterance, the podcast where we explore small stories and the big impact they have on our lives. In this episode, we speak with Melody, who is actually a neighbour of ours. Melody is a creative, she has a podcast of her own titled You Know I, and I've had the honour of being a guest on her show. We will link that in the description notes for anyone interested. Along with being a podcaster, Melody has also curated and performed a number of one-woman shows which touch on her faith, her gender, sexuality, and the things that come together to form her identity as a whole. On Me Utterance this week, we discuss some of these themes in greater depth and gain an understanding of what faith, or Christianity in this case, looks like to Melody. Melody, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's all good, I'm good to be here. Yeah, it's nice to have you here and for the shoe to be on the other foot. Yes. Um, For those of you who don't know Melody, has a podcast and and interviewed me not so long ago. Um, your podcast, you know, I yes, yeah, you yeah. know, I. It's worth a listen, so I'll plug that. So first official question is how would you introduce yourself at this point in time? Um, I would say I'm a creative, uh, so
1: I create solo theatre shows. Um, also, I've got my podcast. That's creating uh, for by trade. I'm a youth worker, so I work with kids that have been taken away from their parents for various reasons, and are in our uh, state care.
0: And I'm a follower of Jesus. Nice. There's so much to unpack there. I'm looking forward to oh, yeah. <laughs> getting into it all. I feel like once we start talking about your faith and your identity, we're going like, to go into a big conversation. So I want to like, wind it back. Prime <laughs> me. <laughs> me. And I just want to start with like the basics first. Um, you mentioned that you're a creative and that um, you do theatre shows. and Tell me about how you got into that. What part of your personhood is that? Where does that stem from? Well, I know you said to put the Jesus stuff on the bed burner, <laughs> but it was actually
1: after I met God that I started to do that. Okay. I used to dream about it when I was like in my teens. I always wanted to be a creative. I thought I wanted to be an actor, so I thought I wanted to be like on TV. I don't know. Maybe this is just me thinking, like, wanting to feel significant or something, but my passion really came out after I met Jesus when I was 25, Mm -hmm. which was five years ago, and um, I started going to cringe, cringe Hillsong Church, Um, and I, yeah, I just felt this, like, oomph in me to, like, make a theatre show. And I didn't know what the theatre show was going to be about, I just... I felt this feeling in my spirit to sign up for the Fringe Festival, the Sydney, a Sydney Fringe Festival, and just put your name down, sign up. Doesn't matter what the show is called, just get it in there. And um, I ended up, yeah, really agonising over it for most of the year. I, I didn't know what it was going to be about, but it turns out everything that happened to me that year was content for the show, mm. which sounds kind of weird but I was just yeah I was going through all the stuff I was going through stuff about like my gender and how I feel less of a woman because I'm not feminine and just all the things people said to me about being gay like you can't be gay and Christian you can't be gay and be one of the Lord's people like you've shamed the family like all these experiences that I had when I was younger and I just felt like God didn't want me and then I just started getting to know him and I started writing it all down, and then that I wrote it into like monologues and put it in, into this theatre show. It was called Who They Said I Was. And yeah, I guess it was about who people said I was, but I think I'm only defined by who God says I
0: am, mm. which sounds crazy because I don't even know what that means Right. yet. That's so interesting, and I think that was what I was going to go into next is that you talk about meeting God and going through things regarding your gender and whether you can be a Christian and queer at the same time, what does that look like to you? What does it look like to be feminine? Um, or what does it look like to be gay and a Christian? I just think being a Christian is not
1: what people think it is. And I don't want to sound like pretentious, like I know the truth and everyone else is doing it wrong.
0: Yeah. You're like, but you have your own version of truth too, do you know what I mean? So I don't think... Well, I believe it's to yes yeah, to state your truth. truth. Well, I I, <laughs> I kind
1: of don't, yeah I have, I have my truth, but I also really believe in the objective truth as well, and I, I know I'm just not sure I have that but I'm not sure other people have that either and I just, I feel like we can't fully know what the truth is, but we can get close to it and yeah, it's it's really it's so difficult to explain because I'm even this week, like I've been mining it out. Like what is sin? Like it sounds all condemning and like no 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 like we not we can't talk about sin, but I'm like no no like I wanna know. I wanna know what sin is. Like it's just been on my heart all week and it's just crazy and I'm just like yeah, internalizing all this stuff and I've been thinking like is sin something that I do? Or is it something that happens to me? Mm. And I wrote it down in my journal. This is me journaling, like, I've got all these journals, I've got like seven journals, and where I just feel like Jesus is speaking to me. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm also of the opinion that I am either batshit crazy or this shit is real. And yeah, I've just been writing it down all week, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm meditating on it though. I'm not saying, oh, this is the truth. It, just, is, is this the truth? Where am I going with this? Trying to mine it out. Um, but back to your question, tangent. No, um, <laughs> not the tangent. It's
0: good, like, you're really working these things through your epistemology. But this is this
1: is what being a Christian is. It's figuring it out. Like, it's not like, oh, we've got the truth. Here we are. We're doing it right. We're, we're not having sex before marriage, or we're not gay, or we're giving to the poor. Like, cool. But, like, that <laughs> there's this sort of external stuff, and I just feel like, yeah... Jesus is in me, mm. so how can I, like, how can people say you can't be gay and Christian when I'm like, well, I'm literally wrestling with God, like, it's insane, like, I'm having this yeah, this tug of war with God, but yet I just remember I remember when I was twenty five, five years ago, writing the show, and I was, I was just praying to God. I was like, how do I, how do I, you know, can you be gay and Christian? Can you be gay and Christian? I was asking God that, and I just felt this immense feeling of I knew Him, mm. but isn't that crazy? I was asking Him if I can be gay and Christian, which it just these words that are kind of so far away while I was
0: talking to him. Yeah. God. So it's like your relationship with God transcends all labels and no language, and it's... Yeah, it's... it's... (laughs) Do you know, it's it's actually really beautiful, though. Like, yeah, like... Like, you can be wrestling with these different things which have their labels and their different meanings and contexts and whatever it is, but at the same time have a grounding in the knowledge that, like you have this relationship with God that exists beyond all of that and so Mm. that you can move forward in your relationship with God and, like, tackle those things together or debate those things, like, as a unit, as opposed to I'm always separate from God and I'm trying to be with God. Exactly. Instead, it's like I'm I'm always with God and I'm trying to, like, figure out how to better live that way. I just want to be
1: good you know like i don't want to be right it, it doesn't matter like right or wrong it's i i want to be good mm. i don't even i don't even know if i
0: am that good can you tell me more about your faith journey because you said that you didn't meet god until you were 25
1: yeah 25
0: the, theater shows yeah <laughs> okay. But did you know of God previously? Yeah,
1: but God was like this far away thing where it was like you go to church on Sunday and you like be good and you like, you know, save yourself for marriage. Like all these sort of legalistic doctrinal things. I mean, look, at least at least people in church are like trying to be good. You know, they believe there's a good and a bad. And I'm like, kudos to you. But I just, yeah, I couldn't handle the gay thing. So, mate. I just, yeah, I, some of the things that were said to me when I was young, um, yeah, like it's a phase or I think one of, the, one of the things that I recall is, you know, you can, have, you can feel these feelings, but it, you can't act on them.
0: Ugh. Yeah. i heard that one.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Like I said before, you, family members said you, sh- you shamed our family. Um, That's so intense yeah I, well I remember when I was 15 I, I went to a Christian school and I I got brought into the dean's office and my mum was there and and she was crying and I was like oh my god like and my mum was so upset at me for being gay and I was just like I can retell the story because me and my mum had a great relationship now it's like blossoming yeah but it's just but she was indoctrinated yeah. she came from a Jehovah Witness family and they're like 10 times worse than Christians. I mean, Christians aren't even bad. And it depends on which ones, right? They're just people. On the scale of religious. Stuff. Well, look, it's. it's Yeah, it's. Church is just made up of broken people. It's. I know we think the church should be representative of Christ, but I just think they do a terrible job. You know, why can't God be represented through gay people? Or.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, he's just. Yeah, he's a crazy guy, Jesus. So you're. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, I think a lot of people have, have thought that over, over, the, over the years for many different reasons. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking, like, Jesus was executed because people thought that he was, like, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, but you were brought into the principal's office. The dean's, yeah, the, the dean's, dean's office. The dean's office. For being gay. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. And so God, I suppose, when you were younger was more it was yeah it was a religion it was a it wasn't jesus so what made god real to you at 25 like you went to Hillsong but what what was the moment where you were like a can be gay and a christian or god is now real for me as opposed to just being this religion that's dogmatic and religious? yeah i just i think i when
1: I was in my twenties, like I used to drink a lot and do a lot of drugs, um, but I always feel really empty mm. afterwards. And I know this is like a this is a very typical Christian story. Like I used to drink alcohol and have sex, <laughs> but now I don't do that anymore, and now I'm safe. Yeah. And it's like it's not it's not like that because I still get drunk and have sex, um, but it's I was there was something going on inside of me that was just I was just so empty and I just I remember feeling it all the time um, yeah I had a few few really bad experiences when I when I drunk drunk too much alcohol and one night I hit rock bottom and I just I just remember like thinking like man I gotta like because I, I always knew God was the way this is the weird thing like it's not like I mean some people ask like why are you like a Christian it's pretty much against you and yeah 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 like I don't know it's fucked but like I can't help what I believe, right? We don't we don't get to choose what we believe. I think we just we just believe what we believe. Um, whether it's through my own upbringing or something in me. But yeah, I hit rock bottom and I just was like, nah, I gotta I gotta check this shit out, I gotta check if it's real. And it took like three months to like really understand and I remember this moment really really vividly. I was in Hillsong Church and I was singing, I was like singing and I think one of the songs was, like, How Great Are You, God, or something. And I just remember singing it. And I was just like, holy shit, like, actually, you're not that great. Like, you are but being real, like, you know, you just you go to church and you sing these songs and you, you know, you're my saviour and you love me. But I was just like, what the fuck? No, you don't. Like, I've had a shit, like, early 20s. Like, you don't love me. Like, you've rejected me and blah, blah, blah. Just having these real honest conversations with God. And, yeah, I remember getting to the book of Matthew, getting to the book of John and just... Meeting, uh, it's it's so crazy because I can't, I'm trying to leave out like specific moments that I don't want to share, but then I'm like, oh, I've got to like make it make sense. And then I'm like, should I say this? Because then people are going to think I'm crazy. But I just, I started, <laughs> <laughs> I started journaling and I just, I don't know, I man. And still to this day, I two-way journal with Jesus. Like that's how I, that's how I talk to him. And I'm still of the belief that it, could be that I'm crazy or if it's actually God but it's like yeah five years on I'm still mining that out I'm still digging for it you know yeah it's really weird I feel like some a lot of Christians are just not they're not getting the full Jesus I just I don't but I don't it's, it's weird to try you know yeah espouse that because I don't know like I said am I crazy is it real um, but maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Because people who are certain are obviously like people who think they know it all. I oh, know, well, the Bible says this, so you can't do that. It's just like they're, they're so rigid and they're unable to move. And I think if you think you have the truth, you're blinded by knowing more, right? Mm. I don't know, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, no. oh, I know
0: the truth, so. Yeah, what's, it really, what's the point it makes, try and, it makes you closed, right? Yeah.
1: Like, what's the point of listening to anyone else's perspective? Because we've already got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does like staying
0: open in your faith look like?
1: Just, I mean, Kanye West did this. He's like, you, <laughs> he's like, you can't go up to someone and like, oh,
0: Jesus said this,
1: Jesus said this. You should be like, I think this is what I heard Jesus say, but it's either for you to discern whoever you're saying it to or for yourself. Mm-hmm. This is the journal. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote it down. I'm like, is sin something I do mm-hmm. or is sin something that happens to me? because I have all these thoughts arising in my consciousness, like bitterness, resentment, like hatred. And I'm like, okay, I'm not committing that. Like if I'm feeling hateful and I punch someone, like, sure, I'm acting on that, but what, what is this thing
0: that's arising within me? Mm. Like
1: it's like bubbling up. and
0: it's, So it's a continual, like, it's a continual dance between what's happening within you and how you process that and take that to God and wrestle with that and put that under the microscope in order to be a better person or a better follower of Christ?
1: Yeah. yeah. Or just I want to be moved with compassion for people, and I don't think I am at the moment. Or, or maybe maybe only sometimes. I don't know, because I feel like we all have good and evil in us. I mean, Christianity says it's the spirit and the flesh, right? It's fighting over your soul. And other religions will say, a similar thing but they'll use different words like I think everyone is of the understanding is that there's a war inside you I mean how, how far deep do you want to go like you know I want to like go deep some people want to go deep some people don't and that's
0: fine. Mm. In what you're saying there seems to be like a thing of taking an external stimulus if, or in, if, even if it's coming internally like a feeling or an event or a situation or a particular dogmatic law And then really looking at that and wrestling with that within yourself Mm -hmm. and within who you are as God. And that that seems to be this, like, recurring theme of being like, no, I'm not going to take this lying down. I'm not just going to blindly agree with this. I'm going to, like, question it and ask God about it and really intentionally put a whole bunch of, and effort behind this so that I can wholeheartedly go on this journey in a way that's authentic. Yeah. Which I think is really beautiful and I think it's a massive challenge at the same time that a lot of people don't undertake and I think, and I'm talking from my opinion now too, but I think when a lot of people look at Christianity and people who like call themselves Christians, they go, oh, well, they just believe X, Y, Z, Mm. but they don't really look at all the things that go behind that and all of the wrestling. And everybody in general looks at people without realising what goes on underneath the surface. So it's really interesting to hear what happens behind the scenes of your faith journey and how you interact with God and what you wrestle with and what it looks like to wrestle with that. I think that often we do the wrestling quietly and in private and... It's not like it's taboo, but it's like we haven't been taught how to speak about it. So it's interesting to hear how you do that as a creative and as someone who's very entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you know what I mean? Like I think that you put a lot of word to these processes that aren't frequently touched on verbally. So it's really cool to to hear that. Thanks, man. No worries. How would you
1: define God? I define God as the spirit dwelling within me. But for people that aren't familiar with Christianity, essentially the Christian God is a trinity. So you have God the Father, then he sent Jesus down to die for everyone. Jesus went back up to God. So Jesus is God's son and the spirit. He left us with the spirit. So it's a three, you've got God the Father, Jesus the Son, and then the Holy Spirit, which dwells within us. So, that spirit within us, essentially, people call him Jesus, God, they're all this one being, um, and that, that's, the, that's the thing that dwells within you, which convicts you of sin, which we don't exactly know what sin is yet. <laughs> don't know if it's a wrong action. I would say sin is a wrong state of being. Mm. and that's the evil that dwells within me right so if I have the spirit which is goodness which dwells within me they're both getting really technical now but they're both at war with my soul so yeah I mean that that's actually now I've just had a big moment (laughs) if sin is the the evil that dwells within me then yeah it's not it's not my fault that it's there it's not something I'm doing Sort of thing. But then how the the yeah conviction of sin is when God, Jesus, the Spirit, the thing in you, says, hey, that, that's deteriorating your soul. So it's actually a good thing to be convicted of sin. Now, lots of people say, I repent of your sin, you evil homosexual, or you bad, you stole. But that's not what it is. It's the internal evil in you. Um, so it's actually like good to be like, oh, shit, yeah, yeah, that's not good. Mm. Um, that's that's how I understand it. But, I, I mean, in, in terms of experience, I'm yet to, or perhaps I have, but it would be interesting to figure out and I really see that happening and yeah. really see a change because if people talk about God as a supernatural change within you. It's not like, oh,
0: shit, I'm going to be good now because we can't. It's really interesting too because I was going to ask that question after – becoming saved or being meeting God or meeting Jesus when you're twenty-five was going to ask how your life has changed or how that's been made manifest. I feel like I have a purpose.
1: Mm. Um, but it, it I mean the, the purpose I feel like was just this like be encouraging to people, like, spread, like, love and joy, and do that through art, which is something I enjoy, um, but I'll have to be honest, I've definitely drifted, like, I'm not a devout, is that the right word? Devoted Christian, um, I was when I was 25, 27, and now, I, I think since I've met my partner, it's not her fault, but you know, <laughs> I've, dr- I've just, I've drifted, and put him on the back burner, but now I'm coming
0: back, and I'm like, oh fuck, who is this God guy, like, you know, you talk about your purpose being to encourage people and to spread joy and love through art. Can you tell me more about your art? Because if that's like the spirit moving through you and being made manifest in art, or, you know, if your purpose is to, you know, spread those things through art, can you tell me more about your art?
1: My art is like, it's that two-way journaling.
0: Oh my god! I know it's like crazy. <laughs> yeah. I have got it like on
1: the I love that. projections, but but also this honesty. Mm. But being honest about the things that I feel internally, like it, it's agonizing to forgive people, and like forgiveness is not my fir- first thought at all. Mm. Like when someone hurts me, my first instinct is to want to hurt them back. Right. It's not like oh, I'm a loving person. I love you like I <laughs> it's fine yeah but that's like that's my instinct so I, I will write that and put put that on projection in a the theatre show I'll talk about anxiety I don't part of me feels like our culture feels like anxiety is like it's not our fault mm. and I I think it is like I think I create it mm. by thinking about myself all the time
0: interesting
1: someone said we are we're anxious all the time because we're self-absorbed. Right. We think about ourselves all the time. And then when I thought about that, I was like, oh, I'm always thinking, what will people think of me? Will people like me? What if people reject me? Like it's me, me, me. Right. We're in this me-centric society. And I'm like, oh, like why am I thinking about myself? Why am I even worried about other people liking me? And maybe that's that unfulfilled emptiness that I was talking about before. But Jesus needs to fill me up with... I don't know, but just, just being open about that kind of right.
0: stuff. Yeah. Does art give you... Yeah. I actually kind of want to talk about the artistic process. You're You're using art as a catalyst to talk about things that are really difficult and can be agonising. Is that process of creating that freeing and cathartic or is it equally as agonising?
1: I think it is, yeah, but I
0: don't
1: know. If you do something and it's agonising but it's meaningful. Mm. Like you feel like you're pursuing something greater than, you know, your day-to-day. Yeah, Like then it's a good thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we should yeah, pursue whatever we find meaningful and I just I don't know. I find that meaningful. I mean at the moment I actually find podcasting meaningful. So it shifts and it changes. I I don't know, there's a bit of alienation I felt in the arts world and that and that's because I feel like the arts world became religious but just in another way mm. so it's like oh okay so these are the laws of the what do you call it like woke social justice ideology which again are good they're good things but it's like the way people they, they um, I mean these are just personal experiences that I've had but I, I hear people talk about it all the time just this thought police language policing this you know you you have to do this, you have to do that, like this is this is what we are now. We're we're doing this now. I'm not giving to any examples, but
0: like No, but it's sort of like it's tribalism in many different forms. As in there's always a people somehow always find a way to exclude others, right? Yeah,
1: it's like we're even the LGBT community, maybe I can say this because I'm gay, but it's just like <laughs> we're built on inclusion, yet we just exclude anyone that doesn't agree with us. Mm. Like I'm just like it's not even about being friends with gay people or Christians or whatever. Like, I'm just, I, it depends on who you are as a person and how you treat people. But I guess with the arts world, I felt like we all used to come together mm-hmm. and we used to do what we love. Yeah. And politics aside, like, whatever was aside, we just do the art together. But now it seems to be like, oh, well, if you don't have this belief, then you're, you're against us. And it's this, like, dichotomous way of thinking now. Like, mm. all or nothing, you're either with us or against us, you either love us or you hate us. And it's like, there are a lot of questionable things going on in our culture right now. And just because you question them doesn't mean you're a hateful bigot. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's clearly more, alluding to something no, here, but, but. More
0: space, for, like, for open, compassionate dialogue. Yeah. This kind of leads me to, like, my last question, um, which is. What are you currently interested in? What are you, what are you currently creating? Podcast. Tell me. Uh, just, I just...
1: I really believe... I really believe in having open conversations with people and civic discourse and trying to understand people that we disagree with instead of caricaturing them mm-hmm. or strawmanning their arguments. And, yeah, just really, like... From all sides as well. Like, I want to understand why some Christians are like, yeah, you know, we need, to, we need to form, like, a Christian state where all the LGBT people are out of it and those sick people and they say all that stuff. And I'm like, man, like, whoa, what's got you to that point, bro? Like, come and give me a hug. Like, <laughs> But for real, though, because there's just a lost little man inside the person that's purporting that message, right? Mm. Or a woman or whatever. Yeah, I... Um, I really want to, and I feel I can do that through podcasting. And even just having these conversations with you and maybe people might hear the conversation and reach out and you can just have more conversation. I'm really fueled with passion for conversation at the moment. Um, So that's, yeah, cool. And talking about Jesus, obviously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having this conversation with us um, and talking about Jesus and your journey. It is always really interesting to chat with Melody. She is the perfect example of someone who is really earnestly and honestly pursuing truth and self-development and knowledge. The art of engaging respectfully in robust yet sometimes controversial discussion is not dying, but it has definitely been lost to a lot of people. And it is always really refreshing to be able to engage in discourse with people like Melody who are continually thinking through these deeper life-shifting factors. If you are interested in hearing more from Melody, we have linked her details in the show notes. And until next time, we hope you stay curious, keep asking questions, and seeking the stories that are all around us. At Utterance, we want to create a community of storytellers. And so we welcome you to visit our website, check out our blog, leave a comment, or send us a message. We would love to hear your thoughts on this conversation and would love even more to hear some of your story. Thank you again for joining us. And remember... Everyone has a story, you just need to ask the right questions.